Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, yellow, orange, aura. Oh, okay. This is something I'm interested to learn more about, Jordan. <laughs> nah, I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, an aura. Yeah. This is a spiritual miasma that surrounds you at all times. Is that correct? That's exactly it, Jesse. Okay. I Good. would have said it exactly the same way, and I would have used the word miasma. Okay. I Excellent. would have said miasma, but <laughs> it's a regional pronunciation. So did you, are you dating a psychic or? God, I wish. Ugh, there's yeah. any, any single hot single psychics out there, call me. I actually, I actually asked out a psychic once and uh, she told me it wasn't going to work out. Right. Thanks, folks. I'll be here all night. Jesse, are you like writing uh, Laffy Taffy rappers these days? <laughs> yeah. Jesse, don't use this Absolutely. show as a vehicle to try out your Laffy Taffy rapper joke. I heard that joke joke from my friend Mort. Oh, right. uh, yes. I know him through our mutual friend Bazooka Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so, so, Jordan, Jesse. how did you find out what about this color of your uh, asthma? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a rambling man now. I'm a rolling stone. I won't gather sure. any moss. Um, nope. A gal in every port, a port in every storm. Yeah. Storm for every drain. Yeah. <laughs> that is what is on my back tattoo. Uh-huh. Um, I took a lovely road trip to Sedona, Arizona. Sure, this is a gorgeous. This is this is like Arizona's most spiritual city. Or it's yes. right up there with Taos. Taos, New Mexico for southwestern cities that are uh, very spiritual. Places where you'll find pictures of that uh, glyph where the guy's playing the flute. I believe that's called Cocopelli. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and yes, every surface available has a Cocopelli on it, <laughs> except for the McDonald's with blue arches, which freaked me out a little bit more than right. I expected it to. Uh, I was but- surprised that they were splatter painted. With tur- with a little turquoise and a little right. sand color, yeah. Um, so I think Sedona, Arizona, has two main industries. One is okay. tourism to see all right. the beautiful, you know, rock formations, national parks, right. Coco uh, Pele's, Coco Pele's, bodies of water. And the second one is mutton. Is that correct? Ooh, it's not mutton. <laughs> there was okay. actually there was actually a a, a mutton plague in the seventies. Okay. Got it. Um, so they had to switch to aura photography. So every building in Sedona, Arizona offers aura photography. Uh, and I figured, you know, when in Rome, get your aura photographed. Right. Uh, that's what a lot of people think that vomitoria were places to vomit. Not so. Uh, but that's a misunderstanding of the original Latin. They were places to get your aura photographed. Right. Yeah. Um, so I did it. I'm going to hold it up to the camera. I mean, this is why you should be watching the show live streamed on Facebook is for when I hold up my aura photograph and I'm going to show it to you and maybe you can kind of help, help the audience see it with your words. So this is me. Um, there is a, uh, kind of a shapey shape above my head, uh, and the aura is radiating out and it says yellow, orange, which means that I'm creative, easygoing, intellectual, philosophical, and optimistic. 
And that's from the fine folks at Crystal Magic Psychic Center slash Winter Wolf's Crystals, LLC. <laughs> I'm glad they got their LLC. Yeah, Because you want to be careful about liability. You know? uh, so that's good. Um, the also the aura photographer gave me a uh, a little slip of paper um, that kind of describe all the aura colors, and then on the paper she wrote down tiger's eye because I guess I was supposed to buy tiger's eye crystals that were for sale in the gift shop next door. I did not do that. So so was that the wolf's? What was it called? Wolf's what? Uh, Crystal Magic Psychic Center slash Winter Wolf's Crystals LLC. W Y N T E R Wolf's Crystals LLC. Do you think that is a partnership? That particular limited liability corporation between uh, the Crystal Magic Psychic Center and Winter Wolf's? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they merged like uh, FedEx and Kinko's? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, like when Disney bought Fox. Are we worried this is going to cause some sort of um, spiritual monopoly? Honestly, I'm just worried that it's going to get in the way of me watching The Simpsons. Right. <laughs> it's like, which service am I supposed to buy? Winter Wolf Plus? So, yeah, so I got my aura photographed, and I also um, I also heard something kind of amazing while I was in Sedona. They have a like a like a section that is just like vacation row where you just like buy souvenirs, just all these souvenirs and just like postcard stores, uh, stores that sell cost like silver rings. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Um, and I was I basically bumped into this like dad who was just this this dad was just fucking done, Jesse. Yeah. This is like a vacation dad who is just fucking done. He already went to the fucking Grand Canyon. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah. And he's not gonna get his fucking aura photographed. He wrote on a burrow for two days. So he's not he's like not looking where he's going. He bumps into me, doesn't say anything, and he just goes up to he's with somebody who's sitting on a bench, and I just hear him say to this other person, Ah, don't tell me. Ethel's in the fudge shop again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ethel. Ah. I really, I felt from. I don't have kids. I've never tried to like wrangle people for a family vacation. I bet it's right. frustrating. I re- I can remember when I was a kid. And I was like bad on vacation because like the hotel didn't have an arcade or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, and like I, I've been Ethel in the fudge shop, you know, right? And I, you I said, know. Jordan, you said, I don't have kids. I've never tried to, and I immediately one thousand percent in my head was certain you were going to say impregnate anyone. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried. <laughs> I'm spraying it all over the goddamn town. <laughs> sperm don't work. <laughs> oh, my sperms don't work. You know what happened? I think I think it was all those hotel arcades. <laughs> As a kid, my parents were right to select hotels without arcades because they just fucking zap your little spermies. <laughs> you play those games that you sit in. Jurassic yeah. Park game and stuff. Sure. <laughs> Radmobile. <laughs> Radmobile destroyed my balls. God, I sure did click on that story at the bottom of a thing I was reading it on Slate. 
<laughs> you won't guess what these child stars look like now. And <laughs> Radmobile destroyed my balls. Exactly. Our guest on the program this week is uh, a playwright. Yeah, that's right. He's been produced. He's a television star. He's uh, one of the stars of uh, the show Big Bang Theory. Maybe you heard of that. He was one of the stars of the show Speechless. Maybe you saw that one. And now he's a podcaster with the new podcast, Household Faces. And look, I'm looking at this man. This guy's gorgeous. This guy, he's a silver fox. John Ross Bowie. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Always glad to have you here, John. I'm blushing. <laughs> Just for the Facebook Live folks, I'm I'm absolutely blushing. <laughs> this man's a dreamboat, Jordan. You can't disagree with me. Oh, that's very, nope. that's uh, very kind yeah. of you. I appreciate that. Dream a little dream of John Ross Bowie. How are you, friend? Uh, I'm good. I, I will, as ever... Um, you know, question your use of the term star, but, um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, uh, staying afloat, qualifying for insurance. You know, I can't complain. All's good. John, that's a, that's a little freebie that I like to throw in. Everybody gets upgraded. Oh, you nice. know what I mean? Co-star, uh, recurring guest, um, all these things get get knocked up to star. And look, I won't go. I won't go higher than fan favorite. I'm sorry. I won't. I... <laughs> <laughs> Got to have standards in this world. Words mean things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you will accept Silver Fox though. Right? Oddly well, enough, yeah, I'm take... fine with that. I, it's strange because yeah. I, I, I mean, no, you should. We're heading into empiricism now. This is not, you know, this is just, you know. I mean, look at this. For God's sakes, it's all staying put. It's silver. <laughs> Yeah. It's gorgeous. Well, this guy's got a gorgeous that. set of hair. I got I lucked out. I lucked out. Yeah. You're getting closer and closer every day to basically becoming David Byrne. Oh wow. All right. God, you he, do, you do have a little Bernie quality. You know, that's so you. funny. I'm reading um his uh How Music Works book. I started oh, it that last book is week. Amazing. It's amazing. It's totally amazing. Yeah. I, I was I've had it for literally sitting on my shelf for years and I've I've not gone near it because that's a daunting title. How does music work? Ah, ah. And I got sure. really overwhelmed in terms of like, this is either going to be a ton of music theory, which is over my head, or uh, a bunch of stuff about actual frequencies, which is even further over my head. And I was this is just super daunting. But it's this great sort of inclusive quasi-memoir, what he's into, um, uh, what music makes him feel like, how singing makes him feel. There's some jokes about his um, his neuroatypicality. Uh, it's just an incredibly accessible read. I'm, I'm blown away uh, by how much I'm enjoying it. And there are some pictures, some more recent photos in the book, and I was like, yeah, David Byrne is holding it together. He looks great. You, John, you said that, you know, that the music theory stuff you feel like would be over your head. You're, you're a musician. You you were in a band. I was in a band. I was in a punk band. And I um, I, I understand um, uh, when my finger has hit a raw note, and I understand that there is a musical theory reason for that. John, you're being modest. We should explain. You were in the Sex Pistols. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys um, do you guys know Mike Cassidy? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, from Don't Stop or We'll Die, and he's a, he's a film composer. I was talking to him about songwriting the other day. Um, he's a very accomplished songwriter, and he's been trying to write like 
for this project he's working on, he's been trying to write yacht rock songs. He's been trying to write songs that sound like they right. were written in uh, the 70s by, you know, Brad or Badfinger or Steely Dan or stuff like that. And I was like, okay, so what um, what are the musical qualities that characterize a yacht rock song? He goes, well, they really love the relative minor for the middle eight. And I was like, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> shit. I was really, I, I punched above my weight. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I, what you were looking like, for. Yeah. I, what you I, were looking for is songs about no strings attached sex on. A that's board. what I was like. Yeah. yeah. Songs where they're doing cocaine, but you can't hear the cocaine, right? Like that's yeah, what sure. yacht rock means, yeah. right? They're like songs that are slower, but not slow. Yeah. It's like there's drums, but you wouldn't notice if they were missing. And like, yeah. that's what I was I was counting on. And he just completely threw me into the deep end and I drowned. Ugh. So but yeah, David Byrne, thumbs up. I interviewed uh, David Byrne a couple of weeks ago for an upcoming episode of Bullseye. Mm. And um, I was certain I was going to do a bad job because for the same reason that uh, I, I once interviewed Elvis Costello for Bullseye. And I just thought, I know Elvis Costello is one of the greatest popular musicians of the past 40 years, uh, but he's outside my wheelhouse. So while I can tell that he's good, I don't have the kind of insight into Elvis Costello that a person who really, Jordan Morris, loves Elvis Costello, right? Like Jordan has actual insights into Elvis Costello. I'm a guy who wandered into the yeah. room. Mm -hmm. I read his book that includes a chapter about what his grandmother did in World War One. Yeah, that is a very, if I could use one word to describe that book, it would be long. Sure. <laughs> Thoreau? <laughs> it's not a bad book. It's pretty no. good, but boy, is I know. it long. I, I, I liked it. I mean, I, I love Elvis Costello and I, you know, um, but, you know, I think part of Elvis Costello's, like, work ethic and process seems to be, like, here's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I think Very that was, like, that was, like, the book, too. So I um, was in, in – in the early 90s, I was doing – I was doing college radio at my college, and, and we got um, Mighty Like a Rose, which had – that's his beard album. He's got the big beard. But it's an Elvis Costello album, and the, the hit song off it was The Other Side of Summer – um, which was a, a, a sort of an upbeat, bouncier number from like that era that included um, uh, Veronica and and stuff like that. That was great. So we played the hell out of that record. The next album he came up with was um, the uh, Juliet Letters with the Brodsky Quartet, which is him singing over a a four piece string quartet and um, as opposed to a five piece string quartet, John. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But we're all sitting there like, what are we gonna do with this? Where, uh, where are we? Where's pump it up? We don't. What am I gonna? Huh? Um, sure. Yeah, he he is, and I, I love this about him. Um, I love his eclecticism, and I love his ability to hurl himself into uh, uh, different uh, genres and approaches to music. Um, I'm just not gonna follow him on all those roads necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. There's something like fun about being an Elvis Costello fan because there are periods of like being frustrated with him. Yeah. You know, like, and kind of like, yeah, I don't know. And it's, and then 
and I, I do feel like he'll always, he always kind of comes back to something that's cool or something that's more like what you want. Yeah, yeah. And then those are always like, hey, there it is. And then sometimes uh, you're just like, hey, he's really into Stephen Foster right now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> is this a punk rock camp town ladies? Yeah. Right. Uh, with David Byrne, it was similar to Elvis Costello, which was. Like, I, I'm probably more into David Byrne personally than I am into Elvis Costello. Like, I do own Talking Heads albums. Um, but I'm also, like, I'm no Dan McCoy from the Flophouse when it comes to Talking Heads and David Byrne. That guy has built his entire life around that. Um, and I, I was really worried about it. And, you know, he also, he has a, because he has so publicly joked about his neurodivergence and and been clear about his neurodivergence and you know has a has a reputation for being kind of an aloof genius um i was like i wonder what kind of guy this guy is uh i'm worried that me not really being an expert on david byrne will really torpedo my chances of connecting with him because i will say something wrong and embarrassing at the beginning and he will roll his eyes and and leave um and actually david Byrne is super chill oh that's <laughs> that great guy to hear. is so chill i was like yes david Byrne, <laughs> way to go dude <laughs> i feel like he's definitely in that like camp of like rock star who will appear in a comedy sketch and is like yeah. excited to appear in a comedy sketch i feel like you can always like that's usually just a reliable kind of like yeah, rock star who's not going to rock star out on you. He's not going to try and act cool on Sesame Street. Sure. <laughs> going to have fun. Have you ever seen the Terrence Howard Sesame Street where no. he is so clearly high? And like you understand <laughs> why someone would want to get high to do Sesame Street. But you should also simultaneously. That was my initial thought, John, is like, I mean you get to go to Sesame Street. You're going to want to pregame a little bit. But you also simultaneously understand, and maybe you have to be a parent, Jordan, I hate to play that card, how you <laughs> should not be high when you are at Sesame Street. Like, listen, no, like you're going to get a, hu a hug from Grover, and that would feel fantastic if you were zooted, but the fact of the matter is you are going to be on camera. <laughs> Pardon my 80s uh, New York pot slang, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 it's so, it's easily accessible on YouTube. For some reason, Sesame Street has not taken it down, but you can, you can smell this clip. This clip yeah. <laughs> is, is the sticky, icky, icky of Sesame Street clips. It is ridiculous. He does fall into that category of an actor so talented and compelling. Like what a, what a brilliant performer Terrence Howard is. No question. And you're like, Hmm, I wonder why he's not in more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to guess right off the top of my head, punctuality is an issue. Yeah. Hmm. hmm, Adrian Brody. <laughs> You're as good as it gets at why acting. Have we seen Adrian Brody? Yeah. yeah. Adrian constantly going into meal penalty Brody. <laughs> I guess by that, by the metric where you're setting up here, the world's easiest man to work with is Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I have to say that like my gold standard for appearances on children's television okay, by listening. celebrities is um, 
there's an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba, the um, Nickelodeon show with the different monster characters that um, is a is a very is a very fun show, and they have a lot of music guests on that show, and on the whole, a little outside my cultural focus, a little more Elvis Costello-y uh, than mine. But there is an episode where an obviously high Erica Badu is on the show mm-hmm. and sings an original song. <laughs> and all you want to do is be hugged by Erica Badu the entire time. Mm. Like oh, you're just so desperate to be enveloped in the, in the embrace of, of her warmth and maternal vibes uh, that it is just a, a magical experience. And it's a, it's a great song. It goes, when I feel down, I sing a little song that goes la, 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 la. Great song. Great song. Erica sings the heck out of it. Looks beautiful. Yeah. Positive vibes. I, I want to give it up for uh, Chance the Rapper who did a Sesame Street a couple years ago that I didn't even see, but a friend of mine with a, a newborn was watching it. And you know how you 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 grow up on Sesame Street, you take like 25, 30 years off, then you come back to Sesame Street when you have kids of your own, and you realize like, oh my god, this is kind of a brilliant sketch comedy show on a couple of fronts. And and this bit was Chance the Rapper and Cookie Monster are both auditioning for a role in a movie called the monster who eats cookies <laughs> gets better, gets better. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I swear to God, it gets better. And Chance the Rapper books it, and Cookie Monster books waiter number two. <laughs> Laid me out. Who is that joke yeah. for? Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, John, you have kids who are a little bit older. What I'm always interested to hear what people's kids of various age groups are into. Oh, um, you know, it, my, my son is, um, is, is kind of a basic bitch. He's into video games and, Mm -hmm. and anime. Um, and pumpkin spice lattes and and yeah and um, right and those t- those signs at Target that say live laugh love yeah yeah Lululemon he's really into Lululemon yeah don't talk to me before I have my coffee T-shirts that kind of thing it's yeah. really yeah. Mm, um, he's a regular Kathy when um, he's upset he goes, <laughs> um, chocolate he um uh so he he's into um yeah anime and video games and and we. We share some of that. I, I watched some anime with him. I, I uh, soldiered through uh, Demon Slayer with him uh, uh, this summer, which was intense. Um, and m- I gave it a shot, John. I gave it a shot. Yeah. Um, Did you wait, John? Hold on. Let's. I'm always looking for a recommendation for a good anime. What animes have you enjoyed? Our friend and Maxon colleague Lorica Martin really has a lot to say about different animes on Twitter. Oh, really? <laughs> for a woman who is as far outside the anime psychographic as could possibly exist. <laughs> and it's because she has a kid who who watches anime, so she watches anime with with her kid and has a lot of anime takes. Have you tried One Punch Man? No, what what tell me about One Punch Man? One Punch Man is um sort of this meta anime about this guy who has trained so much for so long that he can defeat most enemies with one punch and he is wrapped in this horrible existential boredom and it comments on the grandiosity of of anime um he has to register with an organization of, of superheroes 
and he kind of feels like he's above it. He kind of prefers being an independent. Uh, it's just all up in like the bureaucracy of being a superhero, but also being so powerful that there really are no challenges left in this life. And it's it's so it's re it's even funnier dubbed. You can hear like I don't speak Japanese, obviously, but but the uh, th there's a, a dryness to the delivery that is really funny. Um, so he, he stumbled across this and I started watching it and I was really into it. It's really funny and really smart. So I, I enjoy that. Um, I wrote a, when ahead. I was in college, I, I wrote a novella called One Punch Man. Did it you was really? about this guy who brings the same fucking thing to every party. It doesn't matter what kind of party it is. He always brings, just brings some that sort of fruity one, cocktail sort of thing that, that he's made. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Barbecues. Christmas parties, christenings. It's just the one punch. Just the one punch. Sorry, People guys. Basically the same thing. <laughs> how is the how how is the Laffy Taffy packet coming together? Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Oh, you much. don't even have the job, Jesse. You're just writing the packet. Yeah, I, I gathered he was doing this all on spec. Honestly, Jordan, writing is strong. This is just stuff I've transcribed from Mort. I've just been hanging oh, out right. with Mort and Terrence Howard, and we we get zooted. And <laughs> you, know. you see what comes out. Yeah. Just taffy jazz, man. <laughs> taffy jazz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh your so, basic bitch son is into anime and video games. And my my daughter's all over the place. She's becoming a big film nerd. Um she's, you know, got uh, a couple of Wes Anderson posters in her room. She just turned 14. Um, she's, um, you know, I feel like 30 years ago, she's taken up clove cigarettes and wears one of those scarves with piano keys. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> I, I don't know what the 2021 version of that is. So we're just kind of waiting to see. Can you vape cloves? You should be able to vape clove. I mean, it's what are we yeah. in the 21st century? If not now, when, yeah. um, but they're, um, they're, they're pretty distinct kids. But yeah, they they're they're funny though. They're I, I I enjoy their company, believe it or not. Although I do enjoy these moments where I get to lock myself in a room and talk to some uh, some grownups. That's fun. I won't lie to you. <laughs> Enjoying this moment right now. Yeah. Let's. Uh, what do you guys want to? Uh, you guys want to discuss um, what we think the segments are on sixty minutes tonight? <laughs> Love to. Let's all go around and guess what one of the segments is. That? Okay. Before we start, Andy Rooney's dead, right? Okay, yeah, great. Uh, okay, great. Then I'm set. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go. Okay, I just want to clear that up first, and then we're okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they replaced him with Mo Rocca. I don't have any evidence for that. It's just You're sort God. of like a fan theory. You're there's a kind of a there's kind of a rotating. John Dickerson will do it sometimes. John Dickerson oh. will do the little thing at the end. You what does Jay nice Dick job. complain about? Uh, it's not like it's not. <laughs> I don't think the theme is complaining. I don't think they for if you're on at the end of sixty minutes they force you to complain. Are you it's absolutely like, sure? <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the format, Jordan. You can't. This is a legendary show. At the end, an old man comes on and complains. It ain't broken. Uh, He'll yeah. just like explain like why the Supreme Court wears robes or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then it's like, why are they always black? <laughs> the robes yeah not yeah. the not the jurists themselves <laughs> justices no. yeah. are almost exclusively white um <laughs> john dickerson is 53 and i imagine is still relatively spry for that tv show <laughs> sure he's the whippers yeah yeah 
That guy's a real junior. I, by the way, thanks John Ross Bowie for knowing exactly how old our man Jay Dick is. I, I just looked him up because I couldn't summon his face for a moment, and it was driving me crazy. Uh, I I, would, <laughs> I don't have the uh, the ages of all the uh, sixty minutes anchors right at the tip of my tongue. Um, but I mean, who's on that show right now? You've got you have Scott Pelly, Leslie Stahl. Yeah, these are legends. These are these yeah, people are legends. They're legends. They're absolutely legends, and they've they've earned that legend by being you know up there. I don't think I'm saying anything too out of line. Sure. Well, they're not dead. They're not dead. Touche. Yeah. Although I would watch Ghost 60 Minutes. Oh, hell yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's appointment television. Why does the devil carry a pitchfork? <laughs> <laughs> He's poking me like I'm a bale of hay. <laughs> when in fact, all I am is a filthy sinner. <laughs> I stole a lot. <laughs> I just needed a thrill. <laughs> I made good money. Yeah, it started to feel dead inside. <laughs> and stealing was the only thing that got me hard. Not to mention all the coveting that got me to the stealing in the first place. <laughs> Everyone's wife is so <laughs> worth coveting. <laughs> um, it's me, Andy Rooney's ghost. For ghost in hell. <laughs> I just like to point out that I'm in hell. <laughs> um. On the topic of uh, silver foxes and being a silver fox, um, John Dickerson, obviously, perhaps our greatest modern silver fox. Oh, yeah, definitely. No doubt about it. Everybody knows John Dickerson. Like, look, if you're talking about not coveting your neighbor's wife, John Dickerson's a married man, but we all covet him. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I have never had, like, facial hair before. I've, every time I, like... You know, give it a shot. I get too itchy, mm-hmm. and I shave it off. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a sensory sensitivity. It's just sure. itchy, it's itchy stuff. I'm an itchy man. Yeah, um, we know you're a little itch boy. <laughs> yes, I'm a little. I'm a little itch boy. <laughs> Some people think I'm a bitch boy. They're not. They're mishearing it. I'm actually an itch boy. So he's an itch boy, sure. and he can't grow hair on his face. So basically, anywhere. Sure. Yeah, he can't wear a lamb's wool sweater. There you go. <laughs> he can only wear a cashmere sweater. That's really good. Thank you, Jesse. I think you're going to be able to quit the Laffy Taffy job. Pretty soon. That you don't yet have. <laughs> but you don't yet have, and start uh, writing weird Al B sides. Yeah. Occupational um, therapy themes. Yeah. Weird Al B sides. <laughs> um. So, but I noticed my, I, you know, I, uh, I had gone a couple of days without shaving and I was kind of noticing my facial hair and, um, it was like gray and like my facial hair was like gray and I'm like, dang, this looks pretty good. I could like, I could be a little wizardy. I could like, <laughs> this would, yeah. I, I'm like a month away from wizard. Yeah. I probably shouldn't do that, but I mean, it was, it was nice to feel like I could, like if I wanted to like just have like a wizard autumn or something like that i mean we're all talking about hot girl summer's almost over yeah so it's wizard autumn time for wizard autumn yeah bad news it's itch boy autumn god well (laughs) i'm all set for that too (laughs) jordan i don't think you should dismiss out of hand the possibility of going wizard i think there's a lot of uh there's a lot of babes out there a lot of psychics looking (laughs) looking for a magic man sure you know, 
You already got the wand. We know that from that one woman's dream about the swimming hole. <laughs> That's true. And dreams are real, by the way. <laughs> Just want to remind you, if someone has a big dick in a dream, they have a real one in real life. That's true. No, I learned that. That's in Inception, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what Inception is about. I think Jordan's dick was Kaiser Soze, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> My dick was dead the whole time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. These are famous dick twists. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are some other twists? Anyway, um, can I take that up with a twist of dick, please? Sure. <laughs> yes. For it. Dick, dick, a cock cocktail. There you go. Yeah. That's something. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, yeah, no problem. Anyway, but yeah, I could wizard if I wanted to. Um, but I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that we have often talked on this show about the fact that we would love to be invited to more secret sex parties. Um, and we were, we were very curious about the secret sex parties going on around us. And that there's no question that the most secret sex parties, based on feedback that we've received from our audience, are going on at and around, both on the premises of and at Days Inns nearby and Holiday Inn Expresses nearby Renaissance fairs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ren right. fairs, mm -hmm. both in their tents, various tents, mm -hmm. and in local you know, Sheratons. Those are super horny places, Ren Fairs. Yeah. Yep. There's secret sex parties going on. Now, Jordan, I, you've been to Ren Fairs. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know that you've ever participated in one of these SSPs. And I think this could be your opportunity. I think if you go right. in there with a little whiz swag. Right. Um, you're going to leave there with a group of people who are going to suck each other's dicks. <laughs> at, a, at a nearby days yeah. in yeah i think realistically that's what's gonna right. go down that sounds right i'll yeah i mean i'll entertain this what's the continental breakfast like at a days in these days <laughs> first of all jordan i want to congratulate you thank you and honor you for staying the night too many people just kind of slink out at 3 30 in the morning not a good yeah. look once they've come a few times Sure. Um, you know, they don't they don't have anything left in the sack or or their uh, clitoris is too sensitive um, or they're just out and out sore. Right. Um, they don't have the decency to snuggle, to do aftercare and so forth. Um, and Jordan, I know that you, you know, hey, I'm I'm going to I'm going to stay for the aftercare. We're going to turn on that hotel TV and we're going to watch whatever's on FX. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Jordan, I know that you are going to stand up to that one dude that wants to watch After Sex Family Guy. That is not the right thing to watch in that content. Terrible. I know Mood it's always killer. on. Hey, but if it's on FX, that's what we're watching. <laughs> You're watching Reservation Dogs, Jordan. You've got class. Sure, Reservation Dogs, uh, the Marvel movie from five years ago, whatever that one was. You got it. Um, Taken three. But yeah, honestly, I think Wizard is is not a bad look for you. Um, if you want to try it out just at home. Guys, I have amazing news. I have am This is so uh, right now on yeah. FX. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. You could do worse. 
Yeah, yeah that's that perfectly fun. I would love to watch that <laughs> post coitus. The whole family and everybody at the fuck fest is going to enjoy that movie. Yeah. Everybody at the fuck fest remarks in unison. Why isn't Jack Black in more stuff? Yeah, he's great in everything. Everything that he's in, he's fucking great. Yeah. He's a delight. You know yeah. what's... I mean, look, I think I've said it before on Jordan, Jesse, go, but those Goosebump movies are a lot of fun. You know why? Because Jack Black, they just they just let him do his thing, and he's really fun. He's great. Yeah. It's good, it's good. He brings life to everything that every time he steps on the screen. Um, what I was going to suggest, Jordan, is that I know that it is a high bar to clear for you to try something out by growing an itchy beard. So I know that you're not going to want to do a trial run of the beard. Um, but maybe instead of getting the beard, you could just get one of those uh, super long uh, little tiny uh, Gandalf pipes. See how that goes. Yeah, that's a good kind of like halfway mark. Or something with uh, stars and moons embroidered on it. Oh, that sounds beautiful. You could start with a scarf, you know? Just, just you get your piano keys scarf and, and bring it to an embroiderer. See what they can do. <laughs> Throw a couple of stars and moons on this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got one of the wizard embroiderer in Sedona. What, what shoes are we talking? Flip-flops for wizard? <laughs> I mean... Have you ever seen... I guess I've never seen a wizard's shoes. Right. They're often under the gown. Um, I think it is like when a, when a glamorous starlet is wearing a floor-length gown at a premiere. And it's just like, look, they're going to be shooting me from the waist up. Uh, and my feet are hidden anyway. I'm just, I'm just wearing my rainbows. I'm right. just wearing the flappy floppies. Give me the thongs. You know what I mean? Sure. I've already broken in the rainbows. I think a wizard could definitely wear a leather flip flop. Okay. Yeah. Right? No, that sounds. Yeah. Sure. I mean, any kind of leather strappy sandal seems like a natch for a wizard. I'm going to say anything velvet is going to be perfect for a wizard from an I'm opera gonna, pump. I, I got to interrupt real quick. Uh, this mm-hmm, isn't my show. I realize that, but I I, I worry. You can have how, it if you want, John. How <laughs> You're kind. Um, I, I, considering the advanced ages of most wizards, I'm worried about arch support. And right. I don't yeah. know that sandals yeah. are going to provide that. John, so. do you think that wizards don't know about super feet brand insoles? Of course they know I, about fucking super feet. They could go down to the pharmacy every time they get a new pair of shoes, get, get some super feet. I mean, okay, I don't know if that's enough for your average open toe. There's different colors for different, like if you have high arches, if you have fallen arches, there's different colors if you need a low profile. Look, you've Um, obviously given this a great deal of thought. Yeah, and there's there's super feet, um, crescent moon and star for wizards. Mm -hmm. Super feet green is the general purpose. Black is the low profile. Crescent moon and star is for, for wizards. I think any kind of almost any kind of pointy footwear is going to be perfect. Oh yeah, like like genie shoes. Yeah, but not those kind. The only exception to this rule I would make is not those kind of uh, uh, those kind of Mexican cowboy boots with the big curly toes that curl around. You know what I'm talking right. about? Like a like a spring. You know they curl around like a like a spring. I do. I, I mm-hmm. bet if you sp- springed them, they'd go boy oiling. Probably. But you're saying not those. But not those. Those don't seem yeah. right for wizards. And then sort of like a any shoe that I would say any shoe Carly Simon would wear. Okay. So like a slouchy boot, maybe. That seems right to me. One of our finest wizards. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. 
Jordan, a, a lady wizard is called a wizardette. Oh, I believe. I'm, sorry. I'm not a hundred percent on that. I'm not an expert on the nomenclature of the magical people. Yeah, I don't know, John Ross Bowie. If you were a wizard, what kind of shoe would you wear? Um, just comfortable trainers, as my, our British friends would say. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, I, so, given that most wizards are are, are in fact British, um, yeah, I just go for a, a nice pair of uh, trainers. That uh, do you think, John? Mm-hmm. A BK, a British knight. Yeah, I might do a, 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 a shoe ain't nothing without the BK button. And I, yeah. uh, I, I, I think that would probably be my, my approach, yeah. Can I, can I suggest something? I sure, mean, please do. You live in the great city of Los Angeles, despite the fact that you're a British wizard. Yeah. Um, do you think instead of British knights, you might go L.A. lights? Oh, yeah. Interesting, interesting. The most magical of shoes. Is that... Is that shit coming back? That's got to be back, right? Because all the 90s and the 90s shoe stuff is back. Like, LA are, we are, doing, back. are we doing LA Lights and Pumps again? Uh, We've got to be, right? BK's, BK's and Pumps ha- had a moment, but it was some time ago, I think. Okay. Uh, like a, a, second, a second wave. Uh, but I think we can bring back British Knights. And I would love to see one of these, you know, uh, pastel, chill wave, color block, norm core. Gen Z types in wheelies. Oh, sure. <laughs> and you know what? While we're at it, let's put wizards in wheelies. I think that wizards would be a lot wheelies. of fun. Sure. In their great in airports. Oh, yeah. You can kind of scoot to your gate. Yeah. I mean, even wizards, they, there's no special line at the airport for wizards. They're in a hurry at the airport, too. That's true. Trying to get, to, trying to, get to Cincinnati. Now, a lot of us fly. There's like, a, independently to fly. Some of them yeah. are earthbound, though, John. Or, I, or I'll, I'll enchant my Camry, and we'll just go that way. Yeah. We'll, I'll just take the Camry. You're trying to get to that goddamn Sheraton, John, yeah. outside <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio, for the fuck fest. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, my wife uh, is a, a Renfair veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's right. And, and did a show about it. Had a TV show for, for one glorious season on Lifetime called American Princess. Um, but she worked at a Ren Fair in central New York called the Sterling Renaissance Fair, uh, where I visited with her. It's sort of her, uh, it was sort of her grad school. And um, those are horny places. There's just a lot yeah. of cleavage. And there's a lot of regressive sexual roles, um, and but also a lot of like uh, shifting power dynamics. You know, mm-hmm. you will occasionally see a guy on a leash. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, uh, I would not be surprised if there were, uh, you know, comfort inns or laquintas nearby where you would not want to change the sheets, but in fact replace them entirely. Yeah, there's bring you got to bring your own sheets. BYOS. Yeah, it seems like the least thing you could do. There's a lot of places to see a guy on a leash, John. Um, but you're going to want to go to the Renaissance Fair if you want to see a guy on a leash cosplaying as a Star Trek landing party. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I I mean, I think this I think this is more points for beard because what is a beard but a leash for the face? That's a really good point. Thank you. Can't let that face get out of control. That's a really good point, man. Show that fucking nasty face who's boss. We have some (laughs) talks. When we go to the Ren Fair, we have talks about people who are... There's a period in the early aughts where you would see people in, like, full Renaissance regalia with a Bluetooth in, and that's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) That's, like, 2000... Exactly when you expect, like, 2010, 2009, in there. Um, But she she gets upset when she sees people who are are maybe a little too dark ages in their armor. Yeah. 
Right. And then she got really upset when she saw two people dressed as Bill and Ted. And then I quickly talked her down, was like, wait a second. She's like, oh, never mind. Okay, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah I I, for a moment, I got okay, but yes, given the full context, that's actually okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see a Doctor Who. You'll see a Star Trek landing party. You see your share of Doctor Who's, um, sure. and that is as it should be. Yeah. Um, uh, you see the occasional um, uh, Marty and Doc Brown. Right. Oh um, yeah. You know, also forgivable, fine. And hey, right. why the fuck not? Predator, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 doing stuff. Little predator. <laughs> oh um, my god! I've heard the big red dog. <laughs> John, when you go to the Renaissance Fair uh, with your wife, a former professional Renaissance Fair, do you wear just standard street garb, or do you wear period appropriate? I do occasionally. Will I will occasionally uh, don a doublet? Yeah, I'll I'll do a doublet. I have a kilt. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do the kilt occasionally. Um, is it for... like your family's plaid, or is it? Just it is a... not. A, okay. It is not a um, a full on, carefully folded kilt. It is a kilt with the official, the Tartan Society, uh, the the International Tartan Society allowed California to create its own tartan. So it is actually the California tartan. Oh. Uh, it is not a Bowie tartan, although the Bowie tartan, I have sheaves of it right here in the closet because we had. <laughs> our um hoopa made out of it uh for our wedding uh you know the the canopy you get married under at a jewish wedding ours was made out of the um out of the bowie family tartan in a in a uh, what i think is a lovely melding of cultures it's beautiful um but my rules for the ren fair is i just don't wear any logos i just don't need to be the asshole who shows up and takes you out of it because I've got my Sleater Kinney T-shirt on. You know, I just, I just, <laughs> I no just, fear shirt. <laughs> yeah, I just big want dogs. you to like fucking no fear. Um, you don't need my fucking big Oakley's logo strapped across my chest. You, I, right. I mean, I, maybe I'm not in full garb, but I'm not going to completely destroy the sure. illusion everywhere I go. Have do your you, mead, do your thing. Do the kids go with you? Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before the end times, we we would go every Mother's Day. Aww. Um, to the one out here in um, uh, oh God, where is it? It's the something dam recreation center. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Is it Santa Fe Dam Recreation? Center? I think the Santa Fe Dam Recreation. Irwindale, center. Irwindale. Er, there you go. Irwindale in the San Gabriel Valley. Um, and it's hot as balls, but it's lovely. It's so fun. Yeah. And it's a cute little family tradition, and the kids love it. And um, you know, they get their faces painted, and we go to the the body shows, and we take in a joust, and there's turkey legs for everyone. Um, and then we, we leave the kids at the fair and we, we go to the fuck party at the yeah. Lakita. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do some falconry kids. You say <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. I've, I've told this story on the podcast before, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's good. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry if you've heard this before. I think it's solid. Look, I'd uh, love to, I'd love to hear it. It's only, it's only, uh, you know, once in a blue moon that we get to be on John's podcast. That's right. So yeah, so yeah, you gotta have a couple of things chambered. Yeah, sure, um, sure. Fire. Uh, this is the last time I went to a Ren fair. I was and I was watching the Body Show, and mm-hmm. the you know it's it's a, it was a bunch of uh, uh, body wenches, yeah, singing uh, songs about you know phalluses and what have you, mm-hmm. and they were singing like a sea chanty, uh, and you know it was like, and you know, and he puts it in the poop deck. You know, that sort of thing. Sure, sure, sure. And so, you know, there's Renfrew people there, but then there's just like, like, Irwindale scumbags who come to the Red Fair because they could drink outside. Uh huh. 
so there are just a, this like there are just like dudes in Oakley's who like came there with a raised truck and have metal militia t-shirts. Like there are just dudes walking around, you yeah, know, getting drunk and watching, drinking Jack and Pepsi. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, know this, yeah. I know this crowd. Yeah, sure, absolutely, and fighting the Falcons. Sure, yeah, <laughs> trying to punch the Falcon. Right, <laughs> Boy, you fucking majestic beast. Scratch my truck. <laughs> I'll teach you to be more majestic than me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like I'm watching the show next to these next to a group of these dudes, and you know the the song goes like, and you put it in the poop deck, and this guy, and this is 20 minutes in, by the way. So they've been doing this for about 20 minutes, and the guy turns to his friend and goes, "That's what she said." It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is exactly thing. what she said. Yes, that is in fact. That is what she just said, in yeah. fact. That's all of this, is that all, this whole thing is that's what she said. Irwindale scumbags, man. There's just Fucking nothing Irwindale, like them. Man. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't mean to alienate you. I know you you've, you've, you have a vast, and you, you whenever you do the live show in Irwindale, it kills. I realize that. I don't mean to alienate your base, but, yeah, um, uh, yeah that place is good for... Um, that god awful brewery and the Renaissance Fair and uh, yeah, the rest of it can go fuck itself. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we finally have a rival high school. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bayside had its valley. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking take down a Herwindale. <laughs> fucking San Felipe Dam Park or whatever it's called. <laughs> How are we gonna prank Irwindale before <laughs> the big game? <laughs> yeah here comes the jordan jesse go silver foxes <laughs> they're we're really gonna stick it to the irwindale opioid addicts <laughs> it's their mascot it's really a tragic rivalry yeah okay we'll be back in just a second on huh, jordan jesse go it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Jordan, this episode of Jordan Jesse Go, and in fact, all episodes of Jordan Jesse Go, are supported first and foremost by the members of Maximum Fun, whom we salute. Each and every one of you. We salute our members, shorts and all. Yeah. And speaking of shorts, this week's Jordan Jesse Go also brought to you in part by the good people at Stitch Fix. And guess what they sell, Jordan? Yes, that's <gasps> right, trousers. <laughs> wow. Wow. Serendipitous. When I need shorts, I sing a little song that goes stitch, it, 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 itch fix. <laughs> uh, here's here's what Stitch Fix is. It's a really cool service. I have used it. I really like it. Uh, they offer you clothing hand selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look good and feel your best. This is how it works. You basically fill out a, a, a really fun online form that tells them about what size you are, but also what kind of stuff you like to wear. 
Yeah. Are you going into an office? Do you have dates? Are you doing a lot of active things outdoors? Are you Condor Man from the movie Condor Man? <laughs> if so, so, you just need big, big feather wings. There's a lot to consider, and Stitch Fix considers it all. Uh, yeah, you fill out that form, and then Stitch Fix, uh, they send you a box of clothes that your stylist picks for you. A human being. Um, a human being who you can email. I've emailed my Stitch Fix stylist and I've said like, hey, I need, you know, I need a pair of pants that's not jeans or I yeah. need a sport coat that uh, I can wear to an office but also out afterwards. And uh, and then they'll send it to you. Yeah. I emailed my stylist the other day. I just said, hey, what shows have you been watching? <laughs> okay. Don't have just you checked do, out Mare? Don't just... Chit chat with your stylist. They're they're I'm busy about watching Mare. <laughs> don't listen. Don't ask your stylist about what premium TV miniseries they're watching. Uh huh. I mean, maybe you can build to that kind of relationship. I don't. My know. stylist said he he only has Paramount Plus. Oh, interesting. I guess he's watching those Star Trek animated shows. Yeah, maybe the real, not a bad the real world reunion. <laughs> uh, get started today at stitchfix.com slash JJGo. You'll tw- get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash JJGo for 25% off when you keep everything in that fix. Stitchfix.com slash JJGo. We're also supported this week by our friends at Freshly. Now, Jordan. Yes. I'm a working dad. Yeah, I know. Things can get a little chaotic at my house around dinner time. Sure. Now, two of my children are lions, and I usually serve one raw steak. Oh, so right. that's the main reason Things it gets crazy. Things are getting a little crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, my my uh, my other child is a Christian, armed only with a net and trident. Boy, so... <laughs> sounds pretty wild over there at Casa de Thorn. <laughs> but you know, if I want to take the pressure off a few nights a week, I can use Freshly. Freshly is a service that offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. With no cooking required. This isn't one of those recipes things where they give you a thousand steps. This is just something where it just says, put it in the oven. Here's some fresh food. Put it in the oven. Here's some fresh food. Put it in the microwave. Okay. Either one of those, and then it's ready, and you got something tasty to eat for $6.16 a meal. Here's what you do. You go to freshly.com slash JJGo and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, ooh, sausage-baked penne, yeah, or their chicken pesto bowl. One of those, please. I had sausage-baked penne. It was tasty. That sounds great. That's how I ate it. And now our listeners can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me. Oh, I'm searching for healthy food near me. Healthy I don't internet. Know how, I don't know. I should just order Freshly. Well, it's a lot less Freshly. expensive than those expensive delivery services. Why are there three different kinds of fee that show up at different parts of the checkout process on these delivery services? I should just have gotten freshly for six sixteen a meal. You, you here's what you do. You go to Give freshly me the chocolate. Nobody all, right. Gets all right, Kathy. We get the point, Kathy. <laughs> Swimsuit season is tough. 
<laughs> Freshly.com slash JJ Go, and our listeners are going to get $40 off your first two orders. Freshly.com slash JJ Go. Stop stressing about dinner. Get that $40 off your first two orders. Freshly.com slash JJ Go. That's Freshly.com slash JJ Go. $40 off your first two orders. We've also got a message up on the Jumbotron for Andrew. Andrew C. from your siblings and your favorite brother-in-law. Happy 33rd birthday, Andrew. You are our greatest role model and an awesome older brother. Cheers to many more years of embarrassing you with poop talk at the dinner table. Honestly, if he's listening to this show and telling others about it, I don't I don't think he's I don't think that's really what's going to be embarrassing him. No. Uh, <laughs> His deepest shame is is out in public. He's told family members about Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> oh, listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's like Joe Rogan experience if that was even worse. <laughs> it contains more misinformation. <laughs> Thank you uh, to Andrew's siblings and brother-in-law. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron and and share your message with somebody that listens to Jordan Jesse Go, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hi, I'm John Ross Bowie. I'm the guest host. Hi, John. <laughs> no, this is this is your operation, John. Splendid. You're the one, you're calling the shots here. <laughs> Make something of it. Put a pink berry in here or something. <laughs> something people enjoy. John, you're what's called an anchor tenant. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> just gonna build like I'm, I'm just the Starbucks that will never go anywhere and just everything moves yeah. around me constantly. I'm thrilled. We're hoping we're hoping you're gonna draw an upscale clientele and uh, lower our vacancy rate. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Jordan, it's a very special month. And now it's I'll grant you this. This month is every month at the Renaissance Fair. Sure. But here on Jordan Jesse Go, we celebrate it one month a year. The month is August, and the month is anal. It's anal August. Right. Um, I forgot to get my parents a card. <laughs> There's still time, John. There's still time. Yeah. Got Send a them a chip jab. <laughs> a little bit chip of time. Jab. <laughs> a chip jab. <laughs> wow, John Kerry's in this one. Didn't expect that. <laughs> this lad will surely vote for me. <laughs> That was like popular. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that was sort of the QAnon of its time. Right. So it started it's this just all. all over the internet and you didn't quite understand it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But your aunt seeing it somehow. Yeah. Did you guys know that QAnon started on E-Bombs World? <laughs> right. Interesting yeah. fact. I don't know. A lot sure. of people don't know that. Interesting fact. But um, anyway. Uh, it's anal August, and we have received some calls about anal August. Um, I'm going to be frank. I haven't done any more inquiring as as to what the nature of the calls are, other than that they are backdoor related. 
Yeah, well, we should explain, though. I guess analogist isn't necessarily, does not necessarily have to do with um, one's um, turd cutter. Yeah. But, it, um, <laughs> but pleasure. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the idea is that it's a month to open yourself up to new experiences. Right. Um, and while that could mean, you know, um, some of that, um, it doesn't have to. Um, so and obviously we think that is great. Sure, absolutely. If, if 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 that's what you want, uh, uh, if that's what you want your new experience to be, um, use plenty of lube without a base, without a trace. Go to town. Go with go with God. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this I want I just want to preface this. By, I don't know what these calls are. They don't have to be about that. Um, mm-hmm. They can just be about anything. Um, you know, trying something new, um, expanding your horizons, that sort of thing. So, uh, so yeah. With that in mind, um, yeah. now do it uh, in a responsible way. Absolutely. Yeah. Just don't just get in there again. Lots of lube. You're gonna want to use a specialized lube, metaphorically or literally. A lot of communication. Communication, John. Perfect. A lot yes, of communication. Absolutely. Above all else, without a base, without a trace. Right. Remember that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's hear the calls. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Brian, and guest. I have a an anal August momentous occasion. Um, <clears throat> this past weekend, I went to a gay uh, campground for the first time uh, and also for the first time went uh, on their nude weekend, which is something that I – don't really have a lot of experience with, but uh, decided I would jump in. And once I got there, 6 p.m. Friday, I did not wear a stitch of clothing until I was driving out uh, Sunday evening and had an absolute blast. And then for bonus points, I guess, uh, everything that went in my anus that weekend uh, had a base, a human-sized base. So uh, worked out great. That's great. That sounds great. Uh, great for our caller. My only concern here is, and I'm going to be frank, mosquitoes. You yeah. got to wear a repellent with DEET. You got to wear a DEET-based repellent. And uh, when you're doing butt stuff, you don't want that DEET up the butt. So give yourself some clearance around the uh, around the turd cutter with sure. the DEET. Because it's Very not important. clear whether it's it could I mean, be Jesse, they, that's on that's on the bottle. They say that on the bottle. <laughs> yeah, they do. Don't um, squirt up butthole. <laughs> I'm so happy for that guy. He seems so. Yeah. Um, it sounds like he really. Uh, uh, there were a couple things he had to branch out about this weekend, and it sounds like it went well for him. And I'm I, I salute him. There yeah. was a serenity in his. Voice there was a, such I a sense did. of peace. Yeah, it was. It was as like. I think you might imagine coming out of a nude gay camping weekend with a sense of giddiness or euphoria. But what we found was kind of a calm self-actualization, which I right. think is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think we could all use a little more of that in our lives, a little more serenity, a little more, um, you know, just a respite from all the worries uh, you know, that are out there. So yeah, that's that's really nice. I could kind of just like I was imagining this caller like on a on a balcony, kind of gazing out over over the sea. Can I tell you something, Jordan? Yeah. This is one camping trip where the phrase you'd love to hear is Ah, bears. <laughs> I'm getting a call from the Laffy Taffy Corporation. <laughs> You're suddenly working a little too blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is not this is not the Laffy Taffy audience. My grandfather just, John Laffy started this I, company. John the Third. I, I just write down what Mort says to me. I, I'm I'm a mere. <laughs> Don't listen to Mort. <laughs> Stop listening to Mort. He works for a rival candy company. Slugworth. When, when the bazooka. I have a question. Yeah. When the bazooka gang. The characters from the comic strips that for many years ran in, in Bazooka Bubblegum. Right. When the Bazooka gang ceased to be included in Bazooka Bubblegum packaging, when they were no longer generating new Bazooka gang material or featuring any Bazooka gang material in Bazooka Bubblegum, mm -hmm. where do you think the Bazooka gang went? Because I'm thinking hell, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, they're down there with Andy Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, seems like you're needs, you need a few more lucky numbers there. <laughs> you're in hell. So you're saying that Bazooka Joe and all of yeah. his uh, all of his colleagues yeah. are are in eternal damnation for right. just the relentless succession of puns? I would say it's because lucky numbers are witchcraft. Oh, of course. I'm, sure. I'm stupid. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah, that tracks. I think that's all. I think that's. Um, uh, I think that's supported by uh, by uh, by the Bible. I think that's in the New Testament. Yeah. God loves puns. God loves and puns. And he's always talking about how British humor is better. Yeah. He I, only likes British comedy. I, I feel like he's. Um, but yeah, I feel the and that weird kind of like confectioner sugar all over it. I think it's all just ground yeah. for <laughs> yeah. damnation. God loves dusty gum. Yeah, I'm not a deeply religious <laughs> man, but you know, I was, I was a lit major, um, so sure. I, uh, uh, I'm, I I have read the Inferno, and I, uh, <laughs> I I I think that's probably all checks out. Yeah, Jordan, I'm not necessarily against your message that God loves dusty gum. Mm -hmm. I just think it's probably inappropriate to hold that sign at veterans' funerals. <laughs> I didn't want to get my message out there. Time and a place, though, you know? Sure. I, I find that the families of veterans, uh, it gives them some solace when they can forget about the death of their loved one and just be confused for a few minutes. <laughs> but do you, Comfort but, in confusion. Yeah, sure. But do you think it was worth mentioning when you did that Instagram Live on January 6th? Do you think? <laughs> do you think it 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 like it was germane to everything else that was going on? Listen, uh, the FBI has asked that I not comment. Fair enough. I don't mean to pry. <laughs> I don't mean to pry. Your business is your business. Sure. Um, we're so divided right now. Right. <laughs> let's just let's put it all. Who, we're so who, divided. Who knows what? Who knows what what happened on January? I, I know. I wasn't there. Some people were in buildings. Some people weren't in buildings. Some people were taking a dump on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Some people weren't taking a dump on Nancy Pelosi's desk. John, I don't know. I John don't know. Jordan. Yep. Um, can I share with you my lucky numbers? Sure. Sure. John three sixteen. Beautiful. Mm. That's great. Beautiful. Yeah. That's great. Mort. Mort gave me that one. <laughs> Mort had a, had a a late in life uh, um, yeah. coming to God. Uh, Brian, play, play another call. Hey, JJ Go. Uh, this is Alex, and I want to wish you all a very happy anal August. 
Uh, I'd like to tell you about how I'm celebrating the holiday season. Uh, so I got a new job, and I'm very excited about it. I am loving it. I am the chaplain at a uh, retirement community here in the Sacramento area, and it's all about breathing and uh, taking in new experiences and uh, stretching personally and spiritually. Um, it's wonderful. I really love uh, trying new things with our elders. So uh, I feel like I'm really living into the spirit of Anal August by serving and receiving uh, spiritual growth with with our elderly. So I uh, hope you all are well. And, of course, uh, without a base, without a trace. All right. Happy season to you. Everybody open your Bibles. Uh, turn to Acts. <laughs> Chapter six, verse nine. Um. For for Mort so loved the world, <laughs> he, he pounded its ass and right. st- gave it a prostate orgasm. Yep. Uh, praise, praise Mort. I. Uh, oh, I so he's. Okay. He's a faith leader. Yes, he's a faith leader, and he yes. is um, obviously going to have to deal with grief. Quite a bit yes. in that line of work, all the time. And, but did specifically mention trying a lot of new things with these people, and um, right, I don't teaching know. them about God's grace, for example. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I think, I think that in this, this is a case where, um, you know, the, I mean, obviously, in the first call, there was, you know, the anus was involved, the actual penetration, right. yes. Yeah, and I think in this call, it sounds like, you know the what what the what the chaplain was doing was kind of taking the metaphor as we intended it yeah you know right yeah and obviously there's a lot of you know metaphor in scripture um you know the rich man going through the eye of the needle that sort of thing yeah um and nobody expects a rich man to actually go through the eye of a needle yeah i mean Uh, even a poor man couldn't go through the eye of the needle unless he was his poverty led him to be super skinny right yeah you could probably get through there. Um, yeah. It would have to be a big needle. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think this this caller is used to kind of thinking about things in those ways, kind of, right. you know, metaphors and, um, you know, that sort of thing, kind of unpacking meaning from text. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think he he's the, you know, the perfect the perfect person to kind of take our message of analogist and kind of expand it out. But um, uh, let me ask you this, John. What is the Bible, the holy book of the Christian faith? What is the Bible, if not a collection of stories passed through the centuries uh, that teach us lessons about getting reamed or right. reaming? Sure. Uh, 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 well, you know, it could be a, a guidebook for, uh, you know, spiritual growth too, but, but yeah, no, it boiled down to his yeah. essence. I think you're right. Um, I, yeah. um, would, you know, point out that, um, the first half of the book, what my wife calls the prequel, um, is not actually a guidebook for uh, entirely for the the Christian faith. But um, but yeah, I think you're um, uh, you're not out of line in saying that. And um, uh, John, if you I had a bigger say... audience, you'd be in a ton of trouble. But I think you're uh, you're 
you're you're you're gonna you're flying gracefully under the radar here. So this how did you find? Yeah. Thankfully, I'm not up for host of Jeopardy, John. Um, let me just say this about the about the Hebrew Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this is a controversial opinion, but I like it, and I think Jar Jar is funny. Sure. <laughs> A little too much pod racing in the the Old Testament. A little too much pod racing. There is, in the very first of the Holy Prequels, a completely misplaced fart joke. Yeah, right. How wooed. It's in there. It's in there. (laughs) If you were 10, you would have loved it. We were just too old. That must have been it. Give us a call. Give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. This is finally an opportunity for you to use that voice memo function. Who are these people recording voice memos for themselves? Like, what is the need for a contemporary dictaphone? I mean, I just like to, you know, have it on there, and I just like to give myself a little voice memo, and I'm feeling down, I could push the button and hear myself going, you're doing good, itch boy. (laughs) Looking good, itchy. You know, you know, when I feel down, Jordan, right? I sing a little song that goes la, 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 la. Coming in. Can you feel me hug you? Can you feel me hug you through the internet? Because I'm hugging Thanks, JRB. We're all hugging. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. La, 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 la. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Together we're The Flophouse. A podcast where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Movies like Space Hobos, Into the Outer Reaches of the Unknown and the Things That We Don't Know, the movie, and also, who's that grandma? Zazzle Zippers, Breakdown 2, and Backhanded Compliment. Elvis is a Policeman. Baby Crocodile and the Happy Twins. Leftover Potatoes? Station Wagon 3. Herbie Goes to Hell. New episodes available every other Saturday. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye! Bye. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm John Ross Bowie. Vaguely recognizable guy. Wait, can I ask you this question? Mm. Is is not vaguely recognizable guys the theme of your podcast, Household Faces? Why, yes, it is. Like, is it not the thing that your show is about? Now, when we say vaguely recognizable guys, we, we also uh, should say uh, vaguely recognizable ladies, uh, vaguely recognizable people of other genders. Um, but 
your show is about like what it is like to be an actor who is not necessarily a famous, famous actor, right? That's correct. It's about the 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 journeymen who who fill out the films and and TV shows we we watch. It's it's the people who never got a chance to uh, do an hour with James Lipton and have to settle for an hour with me. And uh-huh. um, uh, uh, and but I you know <clears throat> I have index cards and I do my homework and I, uh, I I enjoy it a lot. But we've had some incredible guests. We rolled out. Our first week with Nestor Carbonell, who is um, on Lost and in a couple of the Dark Knight movies. Uh, Alex Desert, who uh, just took over Carl on The Simpsons and was in Swingers. and um, He's in Hepcat, too. And he's in a great ska band called Hepcat. There's a great ska talk on that episode. A lot of good ska talk on that one. We had Martha Plimpton, who uh, has been working for years and uh, is, by her own admission, not necessarily famous, but works all the time. Um, It's been really, really fun talking to people, some of whom I know, and some of whom I've just been hooked up through the normal, you know, publicist agent uh, uh, circuits, talking to people about the arc of their careers and how they stay afloat and what they do when they're not acting. Um, it's no one who, you know, these aren't the people who your your mom goes, oh, my God, I love George Clooney. He's terrific. It, it's the, the people who are um, maybe playing a, a a blackjack dealer in Ocean's Eleven <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of one of the main heist guys, you know. Um it's the guy who uh who who isn't Michael Clayton but calls up Michael Clayton in a, in desperate need to have things uh fixed. Um we are in fact trying to get Dennis O'Hare. Um uh, <laughs> we um I, I'm looking at our schedule for the the next couple of of weeks. We've got um Amy Hill uh, Xander Berkeley, who was on 24, he's in T2. Um, he was on Walking Dead for a while. Uh, Marilyn Ricegub, another 24 alum. And all these people are also in Scott Band? <laughs> it's the damnedest thing. It's the damnedest yeah. thing. I think it's, I, we're calling this the fifth wave? Yeah. yeah. Fourth wave was short. <laughs> a lot of new people in the specials, Jordan. They're kind of like, yeah, yeah they running it's, yeah, through. It's, it's, it's Neville Staple and, you know, a bunch of ringers. The last guest band is called uh, Marilyn Raskab. There you <laughs> go. Thank you. John, uh, years ago on Bullseye, I think it might have even still been The Sound of Young America, I had Luis Guzman on. One of my favorite character actors. Oh, my God. I was talking about Luis Guzman today. Um, a friend is working with him in in Wales and texted me a photo of the two of them. And I was like, I need Luis Guzman for my podcast. That's so crazy. OK, so not only does Luis Guzman live in rural Vermont. OK. Um, he lives in rural Vermont where he had to drive an hour to get to the nearest community radio station. Um, to, to be on the show. But I learned that Luis Guzman um, became an actor. He was a social worker and he hung out at the New Yorican Poets Cafe a uh-huh. lot. Um, he was a social worker in, in New York and uh, he became an actor because the playwright Miguel Pinheiro, probably Short best eyes. known for Short Eyes, yeah. um, was working on Miami Vice and they needed somebody uh, to play a like a four line role on Miami Vice, and Miguel Pinero was like, 
well, my friend Luis Guzman could do it. And they were like, okay. And then he became one of the great character actors of, of his generation. So what I want to know is, of the people that you have talked to so far, who had the most unlikely story or unusual fact that you learned about them? Those interesting or, uh, origin story. What's yeah. astonishing is how many of them kind of stumbled into it because like, uh, I need an elective. <laughs> it, it's really, it's remarkable. Like people who were going to like Harvard who were like, uh, I'm an English major, but they want me to do an arts elective, uh, acting. Uh, and, and, and now, you know, have bought their houses from the work they've done and the residuals they've accumulated. Um, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. Um, how many people are in this particular line of work aren't necessarily consistently driven by this like incredible vision since they were a little kid. A lot of them are like, I just wasn't enjoying anything else I was doing. I mean, that's my story is that I, I tried a bunch of other things before I settled on acting at the relatively salty age of 27 when a lot of people were like, ah, you know what, fuck this, I'm going back to grad school, this bites, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> so I kind of like stepped in as a lot of people were, were that first wave of uh, malcontents were checking out in their mid to late 20s, having given it, you know, five years. Um, yeah, it is, it is remarkable how many people got, you know, talked into the doing the play by their drama teacher because they needed a guy come out there, get their first laugh and are like, Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm doing this for the rest of my life. That's it. I'm, I'm on lockdown. This is, we're, we're doing this right now. Um, we had the great Jim Beaver on at one point who was, uh, Ellsworth on Deadwood. Oh yeah. That's like one of the funniest TV performances him Ellsworth. Is, really? I think. On Deadwood. Yeah. So funny, right? He's got a dryness to him. Yeah. There's, there's a, yeah. he's, he's a wonderful guy. He talked about, um, he did a play in college sort of on a whim, um, the miracle worker. He has the very first line in the play, which is right after, um, uh, um, Helen Keller has been born. He, uh, he announces the news to about her conditions to the parents. And the first line is she'll live, which is loaded, mm. extremely, extremely loaded when you're saying that about Helen Keller, because you know, there's a, there's a rather significant, however coming. And, uh, uh, and he talked about just the incredible, like how nothing happens until he says his words. And then once he says his words, the ball is just rolling and just like the power and the attention and all of it. It was just, he, he, he got emotional talking about it. It was really cool. It was really, really fun to talk to him about that. And I'm getting a fun story like that at least once an episode, plus all sorts of weird little gossipy things and, uh, and some actual talk about like, you know, the technique and the craft of acting, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on this There's weird, no like technique of acting. I know. <laughs> Don't try and fucking gaslight us. Obviously, it's all pretending. But um, yeah. I've got like this this persona, and this actually might sound familiar, Jesse Thorne. But um, <laughs> there's this fine line between, like, as I said, James Lipton, but also Chris Farley. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Where, <laughs> remember when you did that thing? 
That was awesome. <laughs> we had John Carroll Lynch on, you know, Norm Gunderson from Fargo. He might have been the Zodiac killer in the Zodiac. He's, he's been playing John Wayne Gacy on and off on American Horror Story. Giant among giants. Character actor's character actor. And it was hard for me to just not be like, tell me about this job. Tell me about this job. I would not like to know about this job. And because hmm. uh, he's just so awesome that I was, uh, I was, I was pretty starstruck. Can I give you... Uh a suggestion just from my experience, okay. you know, yeah, hit it. I'm 20 years deep in the game. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. Um, in terms of finding the line between, uh, the kind of almost exhausting pretentiousness of a James Lipton, right. the sort of like, you won't believe what I know quality. Right. Um, or the this is the great this art is so important quality of a James Lipton finding the line between that and the kind of fanboy vibes, the kind of desperate unprepared sweatiness of Chris Farley on the Chris Farley show. Yeah, um, I would say just do both all the way at the same time. Mm, see, uh, wow. That has okay. worked. That's that is what has brought me to my to my place as NPR's least successful host. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, I, that's just what I would recommend. Great. If you're looking to have people send you a note, uh, about how pompous, uh, or lame you are, that's what I, and would I am, now, I am, you, I live for that attention. If you want to get notes about the way you talk, I would recommend being a woman who talks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've but, noticed that. Yes. However, I would say, yeah, I would say do both of those at the same time. That's what that's what's worked for me. I, that, I seem to have struck that balance myself. So uh, uh, all systems go. Very excited. <laughs> John Ross Bowie, one of the greats. He's the star of the new podcast, Household Faces. Um, all right, I'll take that yeah. one. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry, guy from Deadwood. There's only <laughs> one star on that podcast. And he's the new owner of Jordan Jesse Go, much to his dismay. There's a lot we can do uh, with this place. It's a, listen, it's a, it's a teardown. A lot, lots uh... we're going to do with this space. <laughs> yeah. Lots of potential, as those rather dangerous real estate ads say. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you want to open up the kitchen. <laughs> Um, yeah, just flip this thing. <laughs> yeah. Get vanilla eyes to help you flip this. Put in some fucking IKEA cabinets and get the fuck out. <laughs> Collect your fifty grand. Get my get subprime mortgage and hit the fucking road. Yeah. Um, uh, John Ross Bowie, uh, thank you kindly. Our producer Brian Sunny D Fernandez manning the stream this week. Valerie Moffat. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. You can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne. You can find us on Instagram where Jordan is Jordan David Morris at Jordan David Morris. You can find me on Instagram at put.this.on. You can find us on Reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com. And you can find Jordan Morris's brand new spectacularly hilarious and delightful graphic novel bubble in stores across this great nation and points abroad cosine cosine it's excellent yeah it's it, yeah thanks if it, hey if and if you i've been i've been doing i've been leaving leaving signed copies uh places when i um when i happen to go buy a bookstore or a comic book store um so yeah if you want one of those a lot of those places ship um 
bother me on social media. Ask me where you can get one. I, I know that sometimes maybe people are uh, are, are like, eh, maybe I shouldn't bother this person on social media. No, when it comes to buying the book, bother me. I will help yeah. you. I will sit on the phone with you. What's it like so, to have uh, people who are hesitant to bother you on social media, Jordan? That's <laughs> That sounds pretty fucking I'm just sweet, just assuming dude. that's why nobody engages me on I social see. media okay. is because they're too polite. Mm-hmm. No, it's because you have a you have a sort of edgy, intimidating vibe. Right. Yeah. Like Henry Rollins. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan just going around leaving autographed copies of Bubble at local bookstores, leaving turds on Nancy Pelosi's desk. <laughs> no, I listen, I who knows who knows what were was happening on I don't Maybe I don't Jordan know. Maybe Jordan was just a tourist. Sure. <laughs> I was just there to see Nancy Pelosi's Jordan desk. Jordan was just there on his sixth grade trip. <laughs> right. I had my permission slip pinned to my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.